Wasting no time with these hoes. Let's just finesse Welcome back, my favorite people. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the BN Technical Podcast. Once again, I'm your host. In case you forgot, I'm Aaron Bien, or I'm just being honest. My bad uh, from being gone for the last couple weeks. You know, I've been busy all over the, been all over the place. I went to the Cowboys game. It was my birthday weekend. There's just a lot of going on, and I, I know, but don't worry, I'm back. We gon' we gon' we gon' stay we gon' stay stand pat, keep it rolling. But you know, I took a little time off, you know, get my mind right, enjoy my birthday. Also, shout out to all my Scorpios out there. Big shout out to y'all, my favorite people. We are the best sign out there. But we're gonna go back to get talking to some sports. And that's what I do best. I talk, bleep, and I talk sports. So anyways, while I was gone, I enjoyed a nice fest, uh, festivities and campus. Shout out to the Gophers. I know campus was rocking this last past week. We had game day, big primetime game against the Badgers for the Axe. Winner gets to go to the Big Ten championship game. We had it all going. I was like, man, campus was rocking. Even though it was snowing, I was like, man, this could be our moment. Ranked in the top ten. I knew. I was like, hey. You win this game, you're locked into the to the going to the Rose Bowl. And what do the Gophers do? They do what every Minnesota team does. It seems like it's a trend, you know? It's like it doesn't matter what year it is. It could be 1999, 2019, 2029, 39, 3039. It doesn't matter. They're going to do what Minnesota team does. They wet the bed on prime time. Let us down against the Badgers. We let our our hated rivals come and beat us for the axe. And they get to go to the Big Ten Championship. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe that would have been nice to see a different team, but well, it's okay. The, Wisconsin's probably going to go to the Big Ten Championship, and they're going to get slaughtered by Ohio State. Maybe we saved ourselves the embarrassment, but it would have been nice to at least make it there, at least have the ax for one more year. But I do have a little bit of ounce of optimism. I like what Flex doing here. I think this made us look good, getting on prime time. Skin game day on campus. I think it was one of the highest rated game days, uh, college game days for ESPN. I think I seen a stat like that or something. So, but Fleck is is building something good here. I mean, as a Gopher fan, let's not lie. We would take if you, he told us we'd be ten and two and also be the top four team at home and Penn State. You guys would take that. We lost a two ranked team. We all thought we we're probably gonna be seven and six, playing in the Motor City Bowl, whatever. But Fleck, it's got us believing. He's a great coach. I hope he doesn't leave. I think he's building something good here. I think he can re- take some of those recruits away from the Big Ten, especially if Jim Harbaugh does take his talents to the NFL. Michigan might not be taking those, getting those recruits. They might start looking elsewhere, maybe to Minnesota. You know, now that we got Bateman, we'll still have Tanner Morgan. Hey, I could see the Gophers making a Rose Bowl run next year. I see it. Big shout out to Fleck. We're still going to be in a pretty high marquee bowl game this year. We'll probably be something like the Cotton Bowl or, you know, one of those good bowls we're ranked. So I will take that for the Gophers. Keep on rowing the boat. 
the boat stopped, but it's going to keep moving. I think they're going to get some good recruits. I think they're going to be solid next year. So out campus was fun, though. It was kind of, you know, gave me a little nostalgic feeling, you know, come back to campus, seeing it ruckus. You know, I felt like a college student again. That was fun, you know, hanging out at all the spots that I used to when I was in college, even though they changed the names and whatnot, but they, I know they were still the same place. I don't know. I think I went to the, to the library, I think it was called, when I was in college. Now all of a sudden they call it the college club and whatever it's called, but to me it's still the library. So for all my golfers, U of M grads, University of Minnesota grads, it's library to us. So. But that was a fun. I enjoyed my weekend there. But who I'm not too optimistic about is my main team. You know who they are, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, okay, we sit 8-4. Granted, once again, if you would have asked us in, in March or April, and you say, yeah, the Vikings would be 8-4, we'd be like, okay, yeah, 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 we, we would take 8-4. But just the way they're 8-4 and just... I'm not impressed. I'm just not impressed with the 8-4. and four. I mean, when we looked at the schedule, we were like, okay, we'd probably lose to the Bears. We'd probably lose to the Packers. We'd probably lose to the Chiefs. And we'll probably lose to the Seahawks. We all probably looked at those games. We're like, we'll probably lose them. It's just, we say that in March until they actually play the games and they actually lose. They don't look, they don't feel the same. It's just the way that they've lost those games. It's just, it just, it just looks awful. Especially the Seahawks game. I know a couple weeks ago we beat the Cowboys. We got that monkey off our back. We went on prime time. We're like, yeah. But we find out the Cowboys aren't that good of a football team anyways, and they, they still could have beat us. So think about it. Cowboys been getting, they got blown out on Thanksgiving. Lost to the, they basically got blown out by the Bears. And, they, and we barely got by him, took a fourth down, and even Prescott had a chance to throw Hail Mary. And even then, they almost beat us. So even when we beat them on primetime, it wasn't even impressive. And then we go play Denver. We're down 20 to nothing against the Denver Broncos playing with Brandon Allen. Man, how many Allens even play quarterback in the NFL? I feel like there's always an Allen somewhere. There's like eight Allens that play quarterback. He's either going to be a starter or a backup. There's always Allen in the NFL somehow playing quarterback. So if you got the last name Allen, you might as well play quarterback. Chances are you might make it to the NFL someday, either be a backup, starter, third string. You might be in the NFL because it just seems like Allens, they just play quarterback for whatever reason. Anyways, we down 20 nothing to the Broncos at home. Great. We go... We make this historic comeback. There's what where teams are normally what 0 and 99 against teams that are down 20 plus at half. Cousins look great in those and those uh, he looked great in that second half, which brings me to the point. We came back playing hurry up offense. Also, we scored our two touchdowns against the Seahawks playing hurry up. But I'll get to that game. Don't worry. But anyways, we come back. And even then, it took a Brandon McManus missed field goal for 43 yards. And even then, they had two seconds at our five-yard line. They had a chance to beat us. Yeah, so everyone's like, ooh, we came back. Yeah, we're the first team, 199, to come back. But let's not forget, it's the Denver Broncos. They're 3-6 and six with a backup quarterback, and they got no receivers. And we almost lost to them at home. 
at home. We're we're 10 and a half or 12 and a half point favorites. Vegas expected us to blow them out and we took to the end against the Denver Broncos and everyone was hooting and hollering and Aaron, why aren't you happy? We won. Um I don't know when if the Broncos go to this New Orleans and play the Saints, the Saints blow that team out. If the 49ers play them, they blow them out. If the Packers played the, the Broncos in Lambeau, they're going to blow them out. You get the trend? Great teams blow out inferior competition, but somehow the Vikings always let inferior competition hang around and it have to have the game where we should have won easily. They had us. They had us on the ropes. But everyone, everybody wants to be so happy and be like, oh, we're 8-4. But, okay, in those eight wins, who have we really beaten? They ain't one good team we've beaten in that 8-4 run. We beat Detroit. We beat the Giants. We beat the Redskins. They probably have a total of seven wins as a combined. We barely beat the Broncos who are 3-8, and 4-8, whatever they are. We beat the Cowboys. You see now they're 6-7. That doesn't look like a quality win anymore. Well, we beat Philadelphia, the Eagles. Well, they they five and seven. They just lost to the Dolphins. We beat the Redskins. They're not any good. Who have we beaten in this in this in this run? To everyone think that we're this competitive team. But though, on the, on the bright side, though, the offense looks really good. I have been very impressed with this offense. Kirk Cousins is finally living up to his contract. The way you look at it now, his stats, what, 23 touchdown passes, only four interceptions, and his, he's only had two interceptions since, and he, what, he, only, he, took, he threw two picks against the Packers, and he's only thrown two other picks in the rest of his games. He's thrown 23 touchdowns, and all of his four picks, coincidentally, have all been thrown to dig, so one of them, both of them were too drop. The other one should have been a pass interference on the Seahawks, but... He's been playing solid. Cook has looked every bit worth the talent that he is. I knew in this system, in this Kubiak system, Dalvin Cook will excel. I predicted that back in March and April, and he is living up so far. He is playing every bit as why I expect him to be even, even better. We still are playing without Thielen. I know Thielen is still out. He's still out, but just the way Kirk Cousins has been able to utilize his weapons with... Uh, using Diggs, using BC Johnson, even Trowell has been playing playing pretty decent. He caught a touchdown pass against the Seahawks. He had a couple good games so far. He's made some nice catches. BC Johnson's been solid. Kyle Rudolph is finally showing out. It seems like he seems to play better when Thielen's not there because we're spreading the ball out more. Rudolph's been making some nice one-handed snags in the end zone. He's been playing well. Irv Smith has been playing well. I feel maybe we should use Madison just a little bit more just to take a little bit of wear and tear on Dalvin Cook. You know, we don't want him getting too many touches, but I think he'll have a nice little dynamic uh, one-two punch there with Cook and Madison, and I just like the offense. I think finally after that week four debacle, I think Stefanski and Kubiak put together a good offensive scheme, but... We tend to play sluggish sometimes on offense. What I tend to notice, we take the foot off the gas, off the pedal. We start to play a little bit conservative. I don't know why we don't start playing that more hurry-up offense. It's starting to work. You notice when we start hurrying up, Cousins is making quick decisions. Guys are getting open, and we seem to be more efficient. That's how we made our comeback against the Broncos and even against the Seahawks. Even Hamson playing. He looks like the unsung hero. I think he's, fi- he's a key 
unsung hero in this offense, how he blocks for the running game, how you can flank him out, he can make some catches. I think he's been I think he's been a Pro Bowl fullback. I think he should be considered in the Pro Bowl conversation. I know Cook and Diggs and all those other guys are getting a lot of rec- recognition, but I think C.J. Ham has arguably been the best fullback in the NFL. I think he should get some love, maybe make the Pro Bowl. Garrett Bradbury is finally um, starting to look good in this offense in his own blocking scheme. He's finally starting to play like the first-round pick he has. Honestly, if we didn't have Gary Kubiak, I think – this this team might be six and six, five and seven, if not for this offense, because we've been putting up, we've been a top top eight offense, top three, top four running the football, top six passing the football. Old line's been playing pretty good. Once you get Adam Thielen back in his groove, hopefully he can come back one of these couple days, you know, couple weeks. Hopefully he comes back this week, if not against the Chargers. We get him back, get him in the groove of things. Start using our two tight ends with our with our with our running game, two-headed monster. I think the Vikings have a scary offense that could put up points. I just I just want them to stay a little bit more consistent with the offense. You know, if you notice something's working, stick with it instead of kind of just getting a little we get a little lackadaisical on the offense. We start playing a little bit more conservative, gets us in trouble. You start seeing third and nine, and then we you know we start putting the ball, and then you know that I think that's where we maybe can improve on. But what I'm not impressed with, as you already know, what in God's name happened to our defense? What? Hey, Mike Zimmer, this is your baby. What? What happened? What? Where's that? What happened to the defense? We've been getting torched. I watched that Seahawks game and we got punked at the line of scrimmage. Russell Wilson and that running game, their offensive. First of all, Seattle doesn't even have a good offensive line and. We just let them just literally shove the football down our throat. We got punk. They used to be our strong suit, and we're getting punk. We're letting Seattle run for 218 yards. We're letting Russell Wilson throw dimes, throwing 60-yard touchdown passes. I thought Zimmer was good at this. So he's supposed to be this defensive-minded coach. We can't win big games against him. We don't show up in prime time against great te- good teams. Under Mike Zimmer, I don't remember. I can't recall a good team we've beaten under Mike Zimmer, and he's got us below average defense now. Getting get, not only have teams been throwing on us, now they're running it down our throats. What can we do now? It's one or the other. Teams that can be teams can run the football on us, and they can pass the football. Russell Wilson, the Seahawks ran for two hundred eighteen yards, and we gave up four hundred and some plus yards of offense. They got seven eight yards every time they ran the ball. For some reason, they want to. For some reason, I don't know why Xavier Rhodes is still in the field. I saw a stat on that Monday night game where they saw the status that the ball was thrown to him four or five times for 99 yards to one corner, giving up 99 yards, one corner. It's not like the Seahawks even. And it, mind you, Tyler Lockett didn't even catch a pass. And we, Xavier Rhodes still gave up 99 yards and a stupid, stupid pen. Uh, personal foul on Carson when we, he lost three yards in second and 13 then you give him first and first down and then they score on that drive you give up 37 points well, we were supposed to be this top defense we spent all our money on our defense and they're a, a, a below average unit um what happened Mike Zimmer if you can't coach defense what are you good at you make bonehead timeouts 
The team comes unprepared in big games in prime time. You gave up 400 passing yards to Dak Prescott. You gave up three touchdowns, 275 to Matt Moore, and they ran for 190. You gave up 370 this year to Matt Stafford. Marvin Jones lit us up for four touchdowns. Brandon Allen, Tyreek Hill had 140 yards. Amari Cooper lit us up. So did Gallup. And Sutton had 114 yards. Okay, this, oh, this Mike, oh, Aaron, Mike Zimmer is going to fix the defense. Don't you worry. Okay, in 2019, the Minnesota Vikings right now were in 16th in the NFL in total defense. There's, what is there, 30, 32 teams? 32 teams in the NFL? And we're 16th. We're basically almost a below average defense. 16th. We're 20th against the pass. When we got all first rounders in our secondary, you got Hughes, you got Waynes, you got Rhodes. You got Harrison Smith. You paid Anthony Barr. He's a first round. You got and you're giving up. What? 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 What happened? Eleventh, and then we're eleventh against the run. What is this team good at? What? Remember, we're supposed to be. Oh, we're gonna run the football and we're gonna play good defense. Okay, and so earlier in the year when Mike Zimmer just wanted to run the ball game because he is the head coach and he kind of makes a decision how we play. And what what started happening? When people stop uh, stopping our run. Oh, oh yeah, we forgot to throw the ball. And now we couldn't do that. And our defense is giving up all these points. And you keep throwing Xavier Rhodes out there. And he's getting, he going to, then I saw a play where he, he was, he looked, he was like, he saw, he saw Harrison Smith at the line. And then for some reason he thought he was going to get safety help. How are you going to get safety help when the safety is closer to the line than you? How's he gonna run back and get if you if you expect him to run back and help you and you get burned? So if you can't keep up with the receiver and he's at the line of scrimmage, how'd you expect him to run all the way back that way, Xavier Rose? But he they, he keeps throwing him out there. Why I don't for some reason I don't know why he doesn't bench him. You kept Holton Hill. The man was suspended for eight games, eight games, and you still kept the music teams cut guys if they're suspended for eight games. So you obviously kept them for some reason. Honestly, he would be a better he'd be a better option right now than Xavier Rhodes. Because Xavier Rhodes, not only does he suck at football, he's just stupid on the field. If, okay, if you're gonna give up big plays and then you're getting penalties on top of it, what are you good for on the field? All you are is a liability to this team. You got all your money allocated on the defense, and we can't stop anybody in the air. And what happened to our pass rush? I feel like we can't even get to the quarterback anymore. I feel like quarterbacks are just sitting back in the pocket now, and they're just airing out the football. I know Hunter's been excellent and Griffin, but I just don't feel like they're generating the pressure like they used to. I mean, Zimmer, if you can't, if you can't fit, coach a defense... And you're not an offensive coach. If you didn't have Kubiak, if Kubiak didn't fall in your lap this year, you this team might be six and six, five and seven. There's been games where the offense bailed Broncos. The offense bailed you out. You gave up 23 points to freaking Brandon Allen. You're giving up 37 points on to the Seahawks. I mean, I get okay. Even if, okay, the, let's just say hypothetically, even say all Thielen played, we might have won that game. We still gave up 37 points. 
on the board. We still scored 30. I mean, Bailey missed it. We still scored 31 points or 30 points. It still should win you a game on the road if you're a defensive football team and yet you give up 37 points. So, okay, even stealing play, well, we scored 35. The team still scored 37. Even if Cousins, who's been playing well, everyone's blaming him. The stat I keep seeing, oh, he's 0-8 on Monday night. Okay, he throws that bad pass on the uh, the Irv Smith, I guess that was the wor- one bad decision, but the play call, I think, was the bad play call because you don't, I mean, there should have been at least a play where Diggs or, you know, Rudolph or someone's up the middle, maybe work the middle, but we could have had a better play call. But, okay, let's just say hypothetically, even if we scored, we go up 37-34. What guarantees you our defense would have stopped the Seahawks anyways from scoring? Because... The, the Cowboys could have beat us. See, the only thing that's saving Mike Zimmer this year that from being seven, six and six, another inept coach and Jason Garrett and blowing that game against the Vikings where Prescott went from 90 yards down the field, almost beat us. If not for his inept play call, we might have lost that game to Dallas. I think we should have lost that game to Dallas. So let's just say we lose to Dallas. If Jason Garrett would have just kept playing the, the, the game that they were playing, they would have beat us. And so now that would have been another loss on primetime. And so now you're looking at 7-5. Imagine if we lose to the Broncos. This is a 6-6 six and six football team, really, to be honest. If not for playing the Dallas Cowboys, who you barely beat. And they're out here getting smacked around by all these other teams. They got smacked by the Packers. Every good team they played, they've gotten demolished. But somehow they played us to the wire. And you guys keep telling me this is a good team. Well, how are they a good team? How are they a good team? We're going to find out in the next four games, okay, Everyone's going to say, oh, Aaron, why are you overreacting? They're going to be 10-4 and four in two weeks. Oh, okay. They beat the, the Lions who's playing a third-string quarterback at home. You better win that game. You're a thir- double-digit favorite, 13-point favorite. You're playing a Chargers team who might play Tyrod Taylor by the time we play them. But even then, that might worry me because that's another backup quarterback. And Mike Zimmer can't seem to beat backup quarterbacks. So I don't even think that's a win. So that doesn't seem like but. That's another game. Maybe you're probably going to have more fans in the stadium than they are. They're four and eight. They're reeling. Okay, you you beat you win. You're ten and four. You beat two pathetic football teams again, which they're good at. They're going to be ten and four. Okay, then you're going to have the Bears, and then you're going to have the Packers. On uh, left on your schedule. At home, that game could ride on the division. Then you got the Bears who are still fighting for a playoff spot. Those aren't gimme games. I don't. The only game I see on the schedule is a gimme, gimme, may, a gimme the Lions just because they gave up. They want their idiot coach Patricia out of there. So they're, they've given up. Everybody's injured on their team. That's the game they should probably win. I don't even think you need Adam Thielen for that game, to be honest. They should blow them out. But, again, the Vikings seem to play under under their competition, and they might play as tough just because the Vikings – aren't good against inferior opponents for some reason I don't understand and again that's coaching which I don't know why everybody thinks this Mike Zimmer is a good coach okay we go 12 and 4 and we're a first round exit was that a successful season guys which a team where you're capped out you played your quarterback 84 million dollars you got two of the best receiving duo you capped them out you fixed your offensive line you got a dynamic running back you bring Kubiak in you got you paid all your allocations, all your money on your defensive line, on your defense. You brought Everson, you brought Barr, you got you got Kendricks, you got Hunter, and a twelve and four in the first round exit. That's okay for you, Vikings fans. Is that is that acceptable? Is that what you guys want? A twelve and four, and oh, we're still twelve and four. I, I'm sorry, 
That's not that's not what the expectations were. It wasn't 12 and 4 wild card and then you make it to the playoffs. This team had aspirations to the Super Bowl. That's why they brought Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry, Ziggy Wilf didn't just put a team together, spend all this money on a stadium and a facility and brought and paid $84 million for a quarterback to just go to the wild card and be up one and done. There's got to be some onus on Mike Zimmer. The seat's got to be a little hot for him. He's lucky if it's not for Jason Garrett, he might be on a hot seat. So you still going to bring him back if we were one and done? Because, I, I mean, let's be real. What has he accomplished? He's won one playoff game in six years. And that one playoff game was a miracle play in which people forget we were down, we were up 17 to nothing and we blew a 17 to nothing lead because Mike Zimmer didn't want to adjust in the half when he saw the Saints adjusted, if not for that miracle play in which karma gave you that game because the Saints are should be cursed forever because they sold their soul for that Super Bowl in 09 when they bounty gate, when they broke Brett Favre's leg and tried to kill Kurt Warner and they which they robbed us of our and our only closest chance we'll have in the Super Bowl. It's not for that miracle play. Mike Zimmer wins one game. Okay. One playoff win in 6 years. Okay, and then you go to the NFC Championship game and you get 38 hung on you by the Eagles and you were the number 1 ranked defense. 38 points. I didn't think the Eagles scored that up until the, the NFC Championship game. They scored 15 points the week before that week before against the Falcons. And then they weren't scoring. All of a sudden, we, the number one ranked defense, we get a torched 38 points of supposedly a Mike Zimmer where it looked like the team quit at halftime. So, again, in the biggest games, Mike Zimmer has this team unprepared. Uh, they lose. They embarrass themselves on primetime. He has one win in six years, and everyone still thinks he's a great coach. He takes terrible timeouts. He doesn't know how to manage the clock. And how is he a good coach again? It seems like he needs to have another head coach on his staff just so he can be a coach. This year he had Kubiak. In the years past, he had Pat Shermer. He can't seem to get along with his coordinators. He was buttonheads with Filippo. He butt-headed with Nerve Turner, so he fires all his coordinators, but somehow it's still the same result. Team doesn't show up on prime time. They don't come prepared in the big games. And now if they go to the playoff, let's just say they collapse. Because let's just say, I mean, Rams are there, and the Bears are getting hot all of a sudden. Let's just say the Vikings collapse and they don't make the playoffs. Then what, Vikings fans? Is it still on Zimmer? Do you still like Zimmer that much as a coach with this kind of talent? You can argue the Vikings have the... Arguably the most talented football team in the NFL from top to bottom. I don't know. You can't really think that many teams that are that talented as the Vikings. They have pro bowlers all over the field. Um, all of the roster, they got pro bowlers. Maybe you can think of the 49ers as much talent as the the Vikings. Maybe this matter. Even the Saints, it's really Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Um, maybe the Seahawks definitely aren't as talented. But you know what the Seahawks have? They have a head coach, Pete Carroll who doesn't matter how much you turn around the team, he's got, they, they somehow put wins together. They manage to be in playoff contention every year. They win 10-plus games. They're in the playoffs. Look at the 49ers. You didn't really think of them as a talented team, but what do they have? They have a coach that can coach, that can scheme, that can adjust. They're another good team, Sean Payton and the Saints. They're not an overly talented football team, but they have a head coach. They can scheme. And Vikings, even the Packers, all they really got is Aaron Rodgers, but they lead the division. And so Zimmer, with all his talent, 
He's got a subpar defense. We're okay. We're eight and four, and doesn't have one quality win. I can't even think of three quality wins Mike Zimmer has under under his belt. I don't even know if the miracle play counts because that was a breakdown in coverage. I, I can't think of one quality win we have under Mike Zimmer. I really can't think of one quality win. We beat and maybe the Rams a few years a uh, few years ago, but that was kind of Sean McVay's first year. Then they smoked us the next year. I mean, I can't think of one. If, if you could, if you could think of one quality win or two quality wins we have under Mike Zimmer, please let me know. Because even the year we went thirteen and three, we injured Aaron Rodgers that year, so he broke his collarbone, in which we have that new rule. So imagine if Aaron Rodgers didn't break his collarbone that year. Are we thirteen and three? So we beat up on the Packers twice that year, and then they had a rookie quarterback in Chicago, and. Even then, like what, 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 what quality win do you see under Mike Zimmer? What primetime game do you guys can like? You can hang your high down like we went in there because if you can't beat the Seahawks on a road, and you're a wild card team, so it means if you're a wild card team, it means you're gonna need to win three road games to get to the Super Bowl, and which which is the expectations the owner and the GM have. So if you can't win on the road in the regular season, we're supposed to expect them to win a road game in the playoffs. Um, another interesting stat I noticed out of our eight wins this year, seven of them have come indoors. So we can't even win outside either. So we are five and zero at home. We beat the Cowboys who play in a dome, and we beat the Lions who play in a dome. And the only game we won on the road outside was against the Giants, and the Giants are pitiful. So we're one in four on the on grass or in an open stadium we've lost to the bears we've lost to the seahawks um we've lost the packers at lambeau so we can't win outside which most likely was what's going to be the path to the super bowl i mean the path to the playoffs we have to play indoors can't beat anybody good our defense is pathetic our secondary is dog poop uh and that's mike zimmer's specialty so i, I want to know again what is Mike Zimmer really good at? Because the NFC is real, and those teams are physical. And we watched on Monday night the Vikings get out physical by a Seahawks team that's really not that talented. They're really Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and scheming and coaching. He's still got the Niners. He's still got the Saints. He's still got the Packers. So it looks like you're probably going to have to go to Lambeau and in inclement weathers in January. It's going to be minus five. Can we win there? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I just I, I don't I don't I don't know. Um, I mean the AFC is basically just the Patriots and the Ravens right now. Maybe the Chiefs they might make some things interesting. Um, uh, I don't I don't know the, the Steelers they play tough defense. They're well coached. That's another example um, of great coaching. Mike Tomlin is playing with losses starting quarterback. Doesn't have a running back. A star running back's been hurting James Conner. Doesn't have Antonio Brown anymore to lean on. He's got Juju who's been hurt. He's got a bunch of no-name receivers. He's playing with a quarterback that can duck whistle. Uh, and they're seven and five. That's what coach. That's the difference. And that's what Mike Tomlin does with all those circumstances that he has. He still has that team in seven and five. And Mike Zimmer's got an eight and four football team, and they got all that ro- loaded roster, and they're eight and four. But Mike, but Tomlin can be seven and five with a third string quarterback, 
backup run, running back, backup receivers, <clears throat> um, guys that just play solid defense. They don't have anybody that pops out beside maybe Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, who they traded for. But that's the difference between coaching, how wins has an impact on wins and losses. That's why I say Mike Zimmer is not a good coach because he has a roster that's good, and they gave up games they should have won. Carroll, Sean Payton. Sean Payton went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater as his backup quarterback. Pete Carroll, you see Shanahan, how many different running backs he can use. <clears throat> he doesn't really have that many explosive receivers, really. They had to trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, the Packers didn't have Devontae Adams halfway through. They missed a few games, too. <clears throat> so we keep talking about Thielen, but they didn't have Devontae Adams. They were still winning football games. They're 9-3. and three. Because they can coach. They have coach they have they're a team that has coaches. And we have Mike Zimmer who doesn't <clears throat> seems like he's a dinosaur. I, I swear he seems like he's a dinosaur out there. He just he just he just repeats himself. <clears throat> he thinks he can just name call people all the time, think that's gonna wake him up. I'm sorry, Mike Zimmer doesn't work. You can't just bash people all day. Why don't you look at yourself in the mirror? So it's gonna get real for the Vikings. It's gonna get real. We'll see if Mike Zimmer can fix this pathetic defense we have now all of a sudden. Where they take up like 60-70% of the, our salary cap. And if we can't stop nobody, now you're going to rely on our offense now in which a system you didn't even want to really have. Now we're going to have to outsling people in order to win games because our defense can't stop anybody. So I don't know. Somebody tell me how, how what this, what, who is this team going to be? That's the game. That game against the Seahawks was supposed to show me how good this team really is. Can they go in a hostile environment? Because the Seahawks aren't, I mean, they have, I know they have the 12th man, but it's not like they've been that great of a home team. I mean, they barely beat Cincinnati at home. Uh, and Cincinnati's 1-11. They barely beat Tampa Bay at home. They lost to Baltimore. They lost to the Saints without Drew Brees. I mean, and we go out there and, they scored 37 points. I don't even remember the Seahawks scoring 37, 35 points all this, all year. They scored 17 against the Eagles, and the Eagles' defense is pathetic, and we give up 37 points to a Seattle Seahawks that don't even got offensive weapons like that. They got a seventh-round pick as a running back. They got a bunch of just third, late-round picks out there, receivers. That they probably Those receivers probably couldn't. Maybe beside Tyler Lockett, maybe Metcalf. I don't see any of those guys starting anywhere. They, their offensive line's beat up, and we still – Still go up 37 points. I just, please tell me. If, 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 if somebody can articulately explain to me how Mike Zimmer is a good coach, at me. At me at Twitter. Just be an Aaron. Please explain to me how he is a good coach and what he's done to make himself a good coach. Everyone just says, oh, we have a great defense. Okay. What is a great defense? We've been in the playoffs twice under Mike Zimmer. We lost one of them in that blizzardy game, that winter game where our kicker missed. Again, Mike Zimmer always seems to have kicker problems again. So somehow there's always problems with kickers in Mike Zimmer. Uh, one win against that miracle play. Uh, and we won a division one year in which Aaron Rodgers was hurt and another year. And so I want to know what made him a good coach. I, if you had to ask me, I'd go go. I'd go get Jim Harbaugh. I think he would. He's a guy who's played in the who coached in the Super Bowl. He's been to three NFC Championship games. If you really want to shake things up, 
You keep Kubiak, go get Jim Harbaugh because I, I mean, because if Mike Zimmer doesn't do it this year, when is he ever going to do it? I don't think this guy's ever going to coach us to a Super Bowl. He just doesn't have it in him. He doesn't have the intangibles. He needs another head coach on his staff. When all these other guys, they lose their coordinators all the time. Belichick loses his coordinators all the time. Tomlin, Carroll, Peyton, Sean Payton. Sean, they all lose their coordinators every year, but they still keep a system intact. But somehow, every time Zimmer loses somebody, he can't seem to get along with his coaches. This is the first year where he got along with a coach, and that's because Gary Kubiak's accomplished more than he has. I'm sorry, Kubiak's won a few Super Bowls. Played, He won a Super Bowl as a head coach with the Broncos. He won as an assistant. Um, and he's won it as a player. So Mike Zimmer has, he ain't got no choice but to respect Gary Kubiak because he got them Super Bowls. That's why. So we'll find out in these next four weeks. Like I said, we're going to find out in these next four weeks. And so if you're going to let me know, so if you really go, if you argue and say, I've been people been arguing with me saying, oh, he's such a great coach, but no one's really told me why he's a good coach. Someone tell me. Because I remember a head coach who has the same resume as Brad, uh, as uh, Mike Zimmer, and he got fired after one bad year, and that was Brad Childress. Remember Brad Childress? How he built a great team, drafted well. He had a philosophy. He wanted a two-headed monster. He had Adrian. He had Harvin. He had all these other weapons. He went out and traded for Jared Allen. He had us in the NFC Championship game. He won us a division title with Tavares Jackson. And if not for Bounty Gate, he might have had us in the Super Bowl. We might have won that year, if not for Bounty Gate. And he had one bad year, and we fired him. Bad Childers won us a couple playoff, a playoff game, too. Had us in the NFC Championship game. Same as Mike Zimmer, we fired him. So another, he was another stubborn coach who kind of rubbed, rubbed shoulders, you know, rubbed, rubbed people the wrong way. Same as Mike Zimmer. So if we were willing to fire Brad Childers, who also had, a, had us as a top five offense, top five defense at his time, I don't see no difference in the two coaches, and we fired the other guy, and we, had, we, we couldn't wait to fire him. So until you explain to me how, any, how Zimmer is a good coach and how he different, differentiates from Pratt Childers, who we fired, please let me know. Let me know. I got time. Just know that. Even though I work, I still got time. I'm here. If you got if you you got reasons as to tell me why this is a good team and this is a good well-coached team, you can at me, just being Aaron, on Twitter. You can follow me. I got all the hot takes because I, I, I that's one thing I do. I talk my I talk when I gotta talk. All right. So you please let me know. Technical foul, Wallace. He's gone. Oh, yeah, whatever. You know I'm right. Yeah, okay. All right. Wait, oh, okay. All right, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm done with this. Y'all, you know what? I'm done. Anyways, a Being Technical Podcast. Once again, my name is Aaron. You can stream me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you stream your your podcast. I do not care as long as you're listening. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, Just Being Aaron. Uh, Also on Instagram, just being there if you want to catch my pictures. Even just being there on Snapchat. Anyways, I'm out. Deuces.